Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Com. the Eat My Catfish Studios, it's time for Arkansas's number one caller-driven sports show. It's Drive Time Sports on the Buzz Radio Network with your hosts, Randy Rainwater and Rick Schaefer. Lock it in and get ready to dial us up. Drive Time Sports is on the air. Hour number three. Drive Time Sports on the Buzz Radio Network. Rick Schaefer standing by in Northwest Arkansas. I'm Randy Rainwater from the capital city. Rick, I don't know if you saw this story today, but I mean the headline just by itself. I went, "You got to be kidding!" Now, I had heard reports of his extreme gambling never believed it it reached this particular level phil mickelson bet more than one billion dollars on football basketball and baseball this is a period of time supposedly covering the past three decades He even allegedly attempted to place a $400,000 wager on Team USA in the 2012 Ryder Cup, in which he participated. Now, this is according to an upcoming book by renowned professional gambler Billy Walters. It's hard to believe that anybody could bet a billion dollars. Now, he's made a lot of money. Obviously, that's over decades. Obviously, he had to have won some, or he wouldn't have had all that money to bet. He won a lot of money playing golf. What is it, the PGA? He won a couple of years ago, and he was just the darling of the tournament because mm-hmm. of his age and, and all of that. And you know, Yes, we have heard that he had a gambling issue, but that that's just astonishing. And then, to think that he would bet on a team he was participating on. Pete Rose. Yeah, that's, well, we don't know that Pete Rose ever did that. We just know he bet on baseball. But uh, that that's that's alarming. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if, if he was on the outs with the PGA, this may finish him off. Yeah. Okay. If there's any, any truth at all to that he had allegedly tried to bet $400,000 on the Ryder Cup. And um, citing betting... Now, let, me ask, let me ask you this. If you think about robbing a bank, is it a crime? Supposedly it is, yes. If you think about robbing a bank, that's a crime? Oh, but thinking about. But you didn't actually do no, it? No, no. Well, see, he tried to, but he didn't actually do it. So, do you... Can you ban him for that? For hmm. trying to? Hmm. Well, this Billy Walters uh, said that he said no way that he would bet the $400,000. So, Billy, this is an unauthorized biography then. Uh, I would think so. Yeah. Says Gambler, the excerpts of the book, Gambler, Secrets of a Life of Risk. And... Betting, citing betting records from two very reliable sources, Walters writes, from 2010 to 2014, Mickelson made 858, 858 bets of $220,000, 1,115 bets of $110,000. He estimated Mickelson endured losses of approximately one hundred million 
while betting more than $1 billion over the past three decades. So he thinks he's $100 million down? You know, he bet a hundred. Uh, he endured losses of a hundred million. His losses were a hundred million. Yet he bet more than one well, billion. The, the, the question is, I'm trying to figure out is, okay, he lost a hundred million, but did he win more than that, or did he, or did he net loss a hundred million dollars? Mm, net, I see what net, you're saying. If he yeah. net lost $100 million, how do you keep betting? Uh, because no matter how many golf tournaments you win, $100 million, that's that's a lot. Or did his betting a billion, uh, did he win more than he lost, or was his net loss less than that? Well, see, that was always part of the speculation that he needed money to pay off the bookies is why he jumped into the LIV tour. Ah, yeah, that's right. Wow. So, you know, (laughs) he's now denying it, obviously, but um, good gracious, this is, I mean, this is beyond crazy. Point is, if he can prove that's not true, he ought to sue the heck out of the guy. Well, yeah, absolutely. That's that's libelous. You know, that's that's really bad. Anybody that, that thinks that he did that you're going to have a terrible impression of Phil Mickelson. Walters wrote, Phil liked to gamble as much as anyone I've ever seen. Like, yeah, I guess so. Uh, or ever met. Frankly, given Phil's annual income and net worth at the time, I had no problems with his betting and still don't. He's a big-time gambler, and a big-time gambler made big bets. It's his money to spend how he wants. Well, well, who is this guy? Who's the writer? This again, this is a renowned professional gambler, oh, okay. Billy Walters. And he's writing a book? Mm-hmm. Yes. Huh. Is he said, according to according to the excerpts, Mickelson met Walters at the two thousand six AT and T Pebble Beach Pro Am. The two formed a betting partnership in two thousand eight. Or 2008, which gave Walters access to offshore sportsbook accounts that Mickelson used to place big wagers. Because of Walters' betting success, bookmakers often refuse to take his action or limit the amount he can wager, so he partners with bettors who are offered larger limits. And now he turns on him? <laughs> you know, so Walters couldn't get these bets without Phil Mickelson, and now he turns on him and makes all this stuff public. Well, that said, Walters, Walters, and Mickelson stopped their betting partnership in spring 2014 hmm. when it was revealed that federal authorities were looking into a series of stock trades they each had made. They had a falling out after Mickelson refused to testify. In ensuing insider trading case against Walters in 2017, Walters was convicted on charges of conspiracy, securities fraud, and wire fraud, sentenced to five years in federal prison. Wow, okay, so that's a great guy writing your story about your gambling as a guy who's been in prison for five years. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's really, that's really sad. Yep. Really sad, and you know, you think about—I don't know how involved. I'm sure he wasn't involved in the gambling, but Steve Loy, former Arkansas golf coach, was his manager for years. I don't know if he still is or not, but um, he uh, left Arkansas. His, his wife, Steve, was an excellent golf coach. He had been at Arizona State. Uh, coach Broyles always looked for the best coaches he could find. Loy had kind of a football coach's mentality, and he was a golf coach. And his his wife, evidently, whatever allergies you can get in northwest Arkansas, she was almost bedridden. By oh, my goodness. And so he, he had to move back to Arizona, which, of course, is a great climate for no matter what your allergy is. So he moves back, and then he basically became Phil Mickelson's manager and a tour agent and booking all these things. So I don't know if he still is or not, but he was for many, many years. Did not know that. Wow. Pretty good, uh, you know, that Arizona State connection paid off.
Yeah, absolutely. Uh, <clears throat> this from our Southern Structural Solutions Buzz Text Line. This from the 501. Roger. This came from Roger. Uh, do you mean scrimmage games, RR? I think the term I was looking for was benefit. They call them benefit games. They're not really scrimmage games. They're benefit games, which, in essence, they are scrimmaging, yes. Um, but no, we will, the buzz will not be uh, broadcasting any benefit games or scrimmage games. Then Roger went on to say the only redeeming part of last season's defense was bumper. Well, well Drew Sanders was really good. I started saying I think he was pretty good last year. Yeah, he was really good. And you look at McLaughlin, and he had good numbers. But he had four interceptions, broke up ten passes, uh, made a bunch of tackles. <clears throat> so no, nobody ever seemed to blame him. It, it was funny when Steve earlier was saying, yeah, it was the, it was the cornerback's fault, really the cornerbacks were better than the safeties were yeah so but you know when a whole unit suffers you can't start saying well it's the whole unit's fault <clears throat> it's interesting that McLaughlin said that um, one of the reasons he came back this year now he might have found out he wasn't going to get drafted very high or if he'd have been drafted at all but he said one of the reasons he came back was to improve in some of the areas and, and one of them I guess is when a ball is not thrown in his direction to get as fast as he can to where the ball is thrown, which is an interesting thing. Does that mean that in the secondary last year, <clears throat> if you were a defensive back and the ball wasn't thrown in your direction, you, you kind of didn't go after it? Maybe that was one of his shortcomings. I don't know. But he said that's something he really wanted to work hard on this year. Wow. That uh, could set up for some reverses. You know, you uh, well, they always tell you to stay at home, stay at home, stay at home. Well, I think what he meant was once the ball's thrown and it's in somebody else's area. He's it's past the line of scrimmage. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, okay. Uh, this came from Savage by way of our Southern Structural Solutions uh, buzz text line. He says, the week before and the week before is called zero week. And Rick loves it <laughs> from Savage. I'm the one that usually is screaming about I hate Week Sam, zero. Sam Pittman is not doing his first show in zero week. He's doing his first show during the preseason. <laughs> That's when he's doing it, August twenty third. So those of you who love the Sam Pittman radio show, guess what? That is, that's a week from this coming Wednesday. So two weeks from yesterday will be his first show. And when you start thinking about dates, Randy, the first football game is three weeks from this Saturday. Yeah, twenty three days right now. Yeah. And this is Thursday. Yeah. So, yeah. Usually when you start thinking about um, things that are coming up, I don't know how you are, but three weeks is kind of when I start getting anticipatory. I, I start getting excited. If you're going on vacation uh, and you look at the date and it's three weeks away, it's like, okay, it's three weeks from today. And then you start, your anticipation keeps going up. So I'm guessing as we get into the next couple of weeks, uh, anticipation of fans will go up. Now, it, for the players, it's tougher because after they've just practiced against each other for a while, it it gets tougher to keep doing that week after week after week. It's like burnout. Yeah. So you figure they've already had a week and a in a day. Of, by the end, by Saturday night, they will have had a week and a day of practice. Now they got three more weeks. So next week will be the week that they'll probably be okay. But the following week is the week where it becomes pretty much drudgery. It's the week before the week before. The week we were talking about the, the show that Sam Pittman has that week. Because that's the week that there's no game, but it's the third week of preseason. And by now, you're a little bit worn out. And uh, now maybe classes start that week. Maybe that would help a little bit. I think they do. On the 21st, I think that's when school starts. That will help a little bit. It's when you, we call it, hit the wall. Yeah. You've hit the wall. Uh, speaking of uh, playing games, tonight you have Houston at New England. Wonderful seeing thing out of C.J. Stroud uh, for the Texans. And then Minnesota is at Seattle. That game is at 9 o'clock. Then tomorrow night, you got a pretty good slate of games. 
Giants at Detroit, Pittsburgh at Tampa Bay, Green Bay at Cincinnati, Atlanta at Miami, Washington at Cleveland, and then Denver at Arizona. That one I probably will want to watch only because just get a little bit of a glimpse at what Sean Payton has been able to accomplish uh, at Denver so far. There's still a long way to go, obviously, but at least you kind of get an idea. And I wouldn't be surprised to see a little bit of Russell Wilson in that game for the Broncos. Really? Well, and why would you even wonder if Stroud would play? I mean, if the guy's your top draft pick, isn't this where you do play him? Well, this is the Texans. They've been pretty bad. So, yeah, but, I don't know if they want to start him against New England. By the way, did you see Trey Flowers is now yeah, back with right, New yeah, England? That's yeah. right, yeah. So good to see him back. Uh, undisclosed contract, so. Probably a make-good type contract. Which, yeah, probably so. I guess he didn't do for the Lions what they hoped he would, so. No, he didn't. Made a lot of money, but never really panned out what they expected. Uh, Saturday, August the 12th, Tennessee at Chicago. Indianapolis at Buffalo, the Jets at Carolina, Jacksonville, Dallas at Dallas, Philadelphia, Baltimore, and the Chargers at the Rams. That'd be entertaining. Then Sunday, two games again on at noon and 3 p.m. Kansas City at New Orleans, and then San Francisco at Las Vegas. I would love to know why Brandon Allen... Did sign with San Fran. I thought he had a pretty good gig where he was at yeah. Cincinnati. Heck yeah. I, I don't know. Unless San Francisco said, look, we got all these quarterbacks. We can't keep them all. And, and in their mind, they're thinking Brandon Allen is a pretty good bargain as a number three quarterback. And we, we're not going to pay high salaries for a number three quarterback. So maybe they're thinking of making a trade at some point. And just saying, okay, Brandon, you are a number three guy. So well, you got Lance, Trey Lance. I mean, it's a it's a loaded yeah. um, quarterback position. Know. Who knows what they're thinking? Sure. But here, here's the other thing: is are there two weeks between the last exhibition game and the first regular season game? There must be because if we're playing this weekend, then um, Saturday is the twelfth. Okay, so the next Saturday is the 19th. The next Saturday is the 26th. They don't open on the first weekend of September. They open on the second weekend of September. Seeing that they're playing on Christmas Day and the season goes into January, why doesn't the NFL start a week earlier? Now, for college, it's great because college gets a Monday night slot on Labor Day weekend. They get Sunday football. They dominate. They start with Thursday. They go Thursday through Monday. So five days of college football. So it's a great deal for college football. The NFL usually doesn't consider college football when it makes its decisions. So I wonder, because the season goes, again, it goes into, regular season goes into January. And they're going to play on Christmas Day. And I guess they'll play on New Year's Day. So why don't they start a week earlier? Great question. I, I wish I had... I wish I'd have thought of that. Well, I'll try and ask next week. I'll try and remember to ask Chris that next week when he's on, because he would at least have uh, a pers- a, a, an answer with perspective. Uh, this came from our Asher Record Service Company Life and Feedback. ZD says, and thank you, Stroud is starting tonight. Yeah, that's Texas. what I'd figure. Yeah. Sure, so, of course. Good. Then Sterling weighed in and said, Pete Rose did bet on the Reds. Did he? Well, all I know is he bet on baseball, and if he did bet on his own team, then that's really bad. And he, uh, even if he bet on him to win, and and here's why: you're managing the team, you're in a pennant race, but you got to win the game tonight to win your bet. So are you going to use a relief pitcher that needs a day of rest <laughs> because he gives you the best chance to win, or do you manage like you would manage if you didn't have a bet on the game? And so now you use this guy when you shouldn't have, and then the next day he's not available in a game where you really need him. I mean, you know, there's all kinds of things like that. Uh, Do you play your starters who haven't had a day off in a long time because you bet on your team that night? So that's not a good idea if you're 
manage your team to bet on them? Uh, I don't know if this is from M M or if it's I don't I don't know. Mickey Mantle. Yeah. Um, this from our Southern <laughs> Structural Solutions bus text line says um, if coaches are worried about the tackle position, why not rename the position inner guard and outer guard and eliminate the tackle spot? Well, how would that eliminate your concern for that position? Because you wouldn't be talking about, I'm worried about the tackle position. No, you'd be saying, I'm worried about the outer guard. Yeah, (laughs) exactly, yeah. Uh, You just transferred around. You'd still be worried regardless. You're going to be worried about something. Uh, Then um, I'll I'll call him M.M. for what it's worth. Maybe Rutgers should relocate to a place closer to the West Coast to reduce travel distances. Right. Maybe they could be the University of Rutgers at Milwaukee. (laughs) I read a story today. Or maybe it was just a, uh, a quote talking about the only conference that is probably immune to expansion is the Ivy League. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, and they do things differently there. They don't play in bowl games. They just play regular season games. And I think they play either eight or nine games. They all play. They play. They play every team in their conference. I think they play. I thought they played ten games. Maybe they do play ten. They don't play eleven or twelve. No. Maybe it's ten. I think it's ten. All right. We will step away for a moment. That is Rick and I. Rick Schaefer. I'm Randy Rainwater. Drive Time Sports. We'll continue in just one moment. Tune in to 1037 The Buzz every Thursday night at 8 for Between the Mats High School Football Show with your hosts Matt Wilcox and Matt McJunkins. You'll hear coaches' interviews, player interviews. You'll also get weekly top tens and player of the week picks for each classification. Plus, t-shirt giveaways and fan interactive pick'em challenges with prizes. Between the Mats on 1037 The Buzz each Thursday is brought to you by Hootens Football, your number one source for Arkansas high school football. Hurry up, dude. The game's about to start. Nothing beats spending the day watching the game with your buddies. Dude, I'm literally right here. Let's do this. Which is why a shelter insurance renter's policy is key to your winning game plan. It protects things your landlord's policy doesn't. Uh, dude, where's your TV? What? No way, dude. Like that flat screen TV that just got stolen. See agents Steve Ferguson in Little Rock, Bo Beavis in Cabot, or Daniel Vickers in Sherwood. Bank OZK has always strived for excellence. During every economic storm, through every season of hardship, and despite every obstacle, we've reached for greater. Because we know to achieve excellence, you've got to keep pushing, keep building, keep growing, and just keep going. At Bank OZK, we're reaching for greater heights so you can be greater than you can imagine. Visit a branch or OZK.com today. Bank OZK. Greater awaits. Member FDIC. One Night of Queen, performed by Gary Mullen and the Works, is coming to the theater at Simmons Bank Arena August 17th. One Night of Queen is a spectacular live concert, recreating the look, sound, and showmanship of arguably the greatest rock band of all time. Tickets for One Night of Queen are on sale now. Get great seats at Ticketmaster.com. This show will rock you. Everybody loves a winner. That's why you should pay a visit to Arts Marine in North Little Rock. If you want something that is durable and dependable, look no further than Arts Marine. They'll be happy to customize you a well-built John boat. The sizes range from 10 to 18 feet. They also have a great selection of Tatsu motors, as Arts Marine is one of the largest Tatsu dealers in the entire state. Put those two together, and you'll find yourself in the winner's circle. Your granddad did. Why not join the team? That's Arts Marine in North Little Rock. Try the new Nashville Hot Chicken Sandwich at Slim Chickens. Delicious hand-breaded chicken with a deep, spicy, sweet kick. Layered on crisp pickles and topped with fresh-made coleslaw. All on a brioche bun. This one's looking mighty fine in the spotlight. Served with fries and a medium drink. 
the Nashville Hot Chicken Sandwich, a limited-time addition to our craft sandwich lineup. Visit SlimChickens.com to order or find a Slim's location near you. Now back to Drive Time Sports, live from the Eat My Catfish studios. Eat My Catfish, now back open in Little Rock in the Riverdale Shopping Center next to Ace Hardware. Eat fresh, eat local, eat my catfish. You've got Drive Time Sports locked in on the Buzz Radio Network. Here is Randy Rainwater. Drive Time Sports. Here on the Buzz Radio Network, Rick Schaefer, I'm Randy Rainwater. You know, Rick, sometimes when you get headlines, it makes you stop and uh, want to read the entire story. That's what happened just now. Uh, I got this by way of, I guess they call it a notification or whatever it's called. Uh, You've heard about the wildfires that are going on right now in Maui. And uh, said Hawaii wildfires devastate area around the, is it Lahaini Civic Center, the home of the Maui Invitational, and it yeah. won't be the same? Wow. Yeah. Yeah, there's, there's been a lot of, lot of damage there. That's, <clears throat> that's kind of a, that's, that's an area on Maui, and it's been the hardest hit. Yeah. I have uh, had the privilege of not going once, but twice uh, to the Maui Classic, and uh, this Civic Center is just barely, I'm not sure that I would call it a great even high school venue. 1,500, 2,000 seats. It's, yeah. I don't even know if that's 2,000. Yeah, it's small, but, you know, they figure, uh, you know, the schools aren't going to bring thousands of fans, although Arkansas has always brought its share mm-hmm. in there three times. For the Maui Classic, but <clears throat> at any rate, um, that's really tragic to see that that's happened, and it's happened because of wind that has uh, caused fires on the island, and the fires have been out of control. So that's really a brutal thing. I, we don't know what that means for the Maui Classic. The first concern is what does it mean for the citizens? That sure, we- and they've suffered several deaths in this. Uh, it's saying uh, Maui Invitational officials have stated that they are actively monitoring the wildfire situation on Maui and too early to know whether or not the event will be held as scheduled in November uh, or if it will have to be relocated to the continental United States like it was in 2020 because of COVID-19 so we'll see yeah now do they still have the Rainbow Classic too because if they, if they, I don't know if they do or I not. haven't heard about that in a while. That's on Honolulu. And so they they could move to Honolulu where the University of Hawaii is. Mm-hmm. Perhaps use a, an arena there. Perhaps they could work that out. Because playing the Maui Classic anywhere but Hawaii is not exactly... Doesn't desirable. seem right. Doesn't sound right. Doesn't seem right. No. That's right. Uh, let's check in with uh, Stan. Stan, good afternoon. Welcome to Drive Time Sports. How you doing, Randy? What up, Stan? All right, baby. Hey, how you doing, Rick? Good, Stan. I hope you are. Man, I'm ready for some SEC football, baby. You are? It's coming soon. Three weeks from Saturday. All right, I got to ask you this, Stan. When it comes to K.J. Jefferson, I've got some uh, double R prop specials up on... Uh, Bet Saracen. So I want you to I want you to tell me how. I mean, you don't have to actually play this, but how would you play this? Over uh, this is for the season for KJ Jefferson, your dual threat quarterback. I've got him for twenty over two thousand four hundred and ninety nine and a half yards passing, and over twenty four and a half passing touchdowns. Then the other part of his game is over 624 and a half yards rushing and over nine and a half rushing touchdowns. How would you play it? What? That's deep. Are you having phone problems, Stan? 
Can you can you hear me, Rand? I can hear you now. And uh, I mean, you gonna ain't nothing. I, I I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna break it down to you like this. Is they ain't gonna they gonna win? They gonna win? They gotta do with their quarterback like a KJ Jefferson. Long as you got to do with their quarterback, they gonna go into a, they going to a bowl. They gonna win at least this game. At least six. They well, going that, to a bowl. Well, yeah, they going to a bowl. They can go to they can go to six, they can win six games without a dual threat quarterback. No, nah, that's what I'm finna tell you. Let, yeah, let me finish. That's what I'm saying. No, nah, they can't. No, nah, they can't. <laughs> they ain't been going last. Oh, he can't. They weren't going no bowl. Not anyway. Not they can't. They, that's why we want to go into a bowl. Got to do a three quarterback. Well, Stan, they might win. Se- I'm gonna break it down to you. They might win seven eight games. Only reason they gonna win seven, they they could win. They could win seven eight games. It depends on what defense show up. They might win eight games. It depends on what defense show up. Well, they might win. They depending on what defense show up. Y'all oh, have a good eat. Thank you, Dad. I was going to ask him if Ryan Mallett and Tyler Wilson were dual threat quarterbacks. I guess he doesn't care about whether or not. I saw one ten with one of them and eleven with the other, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. I I don't know that they were dual threat quarterbacks. No, I don't think they were. No, I don't think Bill Montgomery was a dual threat quarterback. Or says a long time ago. Well, I was, yeah. I was trying. I was, was trying. Matt Jones was. Hey, with the uh, Phil Mickelson story, this just broke. Uh, just, just, just came on ESPN's website. Four Iowa State football players and three from Iowa have been charged in the state's investigation of sports wagering. One of them is Iowa State starting running back, who used uh, someone else to make the bets for him. DraftKings, his wagers were for over $12,050, and he bet on three games in which he played last year. And he also bet on Iowa State basketball games. So I would say... He's in trouble. I would say he's in trouble, yeah. That's right. Mm. Yeah. So that's that's a story, and then... uh, one of the ones at Iowa, only one of them is still there. The other two transferred to Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State said they're aware of the situation and they're continuing to gather information. Wow. Hmm. Yeah. Here's one of the. I players. think they're in trouble. One of the players used a FanDuel account registered to his fiance. Another one, his mother. Didn't his mother do all the place all the bets for him? Man, how, how can your mom? I think do it was that? a quarterback. Now think about it. Well, none of these guys are a quarterback, but how could you ask your mom to bet for you? And what mom would do that? Most moms are saying, "Don't do that," right? Well, you think they would, baby? Yeah. Good grief. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. My I, my mom wouldn't. I can tell you that for sure. No, but but that's a boy. That's a tough. Story again that just that just broke, and particularly after what we were talking about with Phil Mickelson, and again we talked yesterday about ESPN is now aligning itself with a betting service. I think it's called Pen. Yes. Uh, so, what's that going to involve? And you know, hey, if people want to bet on games, that's their business. They can do that. But what is this leading to? Uh, I mean, when your leagues. Are basically in bed with whoever it may be, FanDuel, you name it. And then when your players are actively involved, betting on different teams, of course they get in trouble if they do it on site, wherever the training facility is. Um, we already found that out. There's been several players who've been suspended because of that. I mean, it's it's. Where do you draw the line? Well, apparently, NFL likes the money, though it's getting from yeah, whoever it may be. They, they like the money, NFL. So, and you know, the NFL likes the money, but then they suspend guys for betting. Yeah, that's what I mean. Where so do that, they draw the line? That that makes no sense. It's like having uh, for somebody's twenty-one and older. Saying you can't uh, using alcohol advertising for your games, then saying you can't drink. <laughs> yeah, it's the same thing, isn't it? Yeah, should be. Yeah. All right. From our Southern Structural Solutions Buzz text line, this piece of information came in from the four seven nine says Steve Lowe 
is still Phil Mickelson's agent. Wow. Steve Lowe. All right. No, it's not, it's not Steve Lowe. I was talking about him earlier. It's uh, Loy, L-O-Y. Oh, okay. Then it's yeah. Steve Loy. Right. It's still Phil's yeah. agent. Okay. Wow. Goodness. You survived it all then. Let's talk to Vern. Vern, good afternoon. Welcome to Drive Time Sports. Thank you, first-time caller. Great. Very good. We haven't seen your commercials lately, Vern. I, I used to love those. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> a- 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 admittedly, I have to say, I did have a license plate one time that said, I'm Vern. <laughs> that's, oh, that's funny. So, B- B- Billy Walker's, uh, I used to go to meetings in Las Vegas a couple times a year, and uh, he owned, or still owns, a Valley High Golf Course out on the Strip. And I was playing golf out there one day, and there's all this commotion, there's camera carts, but they were filming a, a series about Billy Walker's and his gambling. Oh, really? It was, it, was on, it was on 60 Minutes. Wow. You could still probably find that. But he was a professional gambler, always has been. And uh, so I was behind them, and they were uh, all these carts were around. He had another uh, a, a casino casino owner with him. So after it was all over, I went up to him and introduced myself. I just said, "Hey, I want you to tell you that I really had a good a good experience." He said, "Well, I hope it met your expectations." Uh, and I thought that was kind of interesting. I said, yeah, yes, it did. And anyway, I said, I don't remember who Tennessee was playing at the time, but I said, you know, Tennessee is playing tonight. And I said, whoever, he he said, I like Tennessee. So I just kind of went on with that. And then uh, one of the uh, club pros was giving me a ride to my car in the car. And I said, well, yeah, I met Billy. He's really nice. Yeah. And I said, he said he liked Tennessee. And then that pro looked at me and said, he told you that? I said, yeah. And he said, he normally doesn't say anything about the games to anybody. Hmm. So I went back to my casino, and, and I, I bet I bet $100 on Tennessee. I don't remember the spread. I'm not going to say whatever. But it was like they were behind the entire time. And I'm t- talking about in the last series, I don't know if it's a field goal or their possession. Tennessee covered, and I won a hundred dollars. Wow! <laughs> Goodness. Yeah, but he was really a nice guy, and this was years before. He's uh, you know, he's just a gambler. Things you know how those people operate. Well, did he ever? Who uh, mentioned earlier on our show that he was sentenced to five years? Did he ever serve that? I don't know. I think I mean, he definitely w- w- went to prison. Okay. He de- I know I know he went to prison. I remember seeing a lot of that on TV about it. Yeah. Anyway, I'm going to hang up, guys. Okay. Thank, interesting. Thank, thank wow. Thank you, Vern. You know, it, it is interesting how many people that we know touch touch base with stars someday or touch base with notable mm-hmm. people. It's uh, that, It does happen. They're regular people. They're out there. Well, we were kind of rhetorically asking the question a few moments ago about uh, how the industry, the gambling industry, now knows who's placing the bets. Neil says, from Saracen, the difference is now we have the technology to catch it. When it was all illegal, you never knew. Hey, that's why these players are in trouble. Hi folks, it's Chris Zender here at Frank Fletcher Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram in Sherwood. It's August and the deals are hotter than ever at Fletcher Dodge in Sherwood. We have $10,000 discounts on all 23 Ram Limiteds, Rebels, and Longhorns. But that's not all. Get up to $4,000 off new Grand Cherokees plus 2.9% financing for 72 months. And we have employee pricing on new Jeep Gladiator Sport combined with 1.9% financing plus no payments for 90 days. If you ever wanted a Gladiator, now is 
miles of time. Come see us today for the deal of a lifetime on new Dodge Chrysler Jeep or Ram. Just tell us what you're looking for and we'll make you a deal. Folks, we need your trade-in so we're paying way over book value for trades. At Fletcher Dodge, you always get the best price, the lowest finance rate, and more for your trade. We also promise you a hassle-free buying experience, so come see us and give us a chance to earn your business. Shop Fletcher Dodge and Sherwood before you buy anywhere else. Come see us in person at Fletcher Dodge on Warden Road in Sherwood or shop online at FletcherDeals.com. Shh. <laughs> Hear that? That's what fun sounds like. Want to know what fun looks like? Then check out Cupid's Lingerie with eight Arkansas locations, including three in Little Rock. Cupid's is a boutique specializing in all things pleasure and play. From lingerie to, well, everything you can imagine and more. Visit shopcupids.com today and treat someone special to something special from Cupid's. Enjoy. (laughs) Every day, we do one thing, and we do it at the highest level. We formed Arkansas Urology more than 25 years ago. And ever since, our world-class team has gained experience and expertise in every aspect of urology. Today, you'll find our state-of-the-art facilities across Arkansas, where the latest technologies are used in innovative ways by skilled specialists who are dedicated to one thing, improving lives every day. Schedule your appointment at ArkansasUrology.com. Wouldn't it be nice to actually know what you'll earn on an investment? Arvest Bank makes it possible with great rates on certificates of deposit. Earn 5.00% APY on a 7-month CD or 5.25% APY on a 14-month CD with a minimum deposit of just $1,000. We're ready to help you get started. Ask an associate for details or you can now open an account online at arvest.com slash cdspecial. Other rates and terms are available. Arvest Bank. Member FDIC. Tune in to 103.7 The Buzz every Thursday night at 8 for Between the Mats High School Football Show with your hosts Matt Wilcox and Matt McJunkins. You'll hear coaches' interviews, player interviews. You'll also get weekly top tens and player of the week picks for each classification. Plus, t-shirt giveaways and fan interactive pick'em challenges with prizes. Between the Mats on 103.7 The Buzz each Thursday is brought to you by Hootens Football, your number one source for Arkansas high school football. Now, back to Drive Time Sports, live from the Eat My Catfish studios. Eat My Catfish, now back open in Little Rock in the Riverdale Shopping Center next to Ace Hardware. Eat fresh, eat local, eat my catfish. Be a part of the game plan. It's Drive Time Sports on the Buzz Radio Network. Drive Time Sports here on the Buzz Radio Network. Rick Schaefer, I'm Randy Rainwater. Let's get right back to work. Oh, by the way, if anyone has an answer for this real quick from um, Hog Call wants to know, any updates on when Channel 4 will get back on DirecTV? Oh, my gosh. Gary, many knows? sporting events can't watch. Frustrating. Yeah. Yeah, don't don't know. That I asked that of Chris. He said he had to go somewhere to watch the Whole Thing game last week. Get an antenna, people. Oh, that's true. If you're yeah. in Central Arkansas, yeah, get you an antenna. You can get four seven eleven and probably even uh, what is it thirty eight? I forget the numbers, but and you get those without paying anything other than the correct. antenna, right? Correct. Yeah, yeah. Okay. they get them for free. <laughs> and uh, ZD checked in. By the way, from our uh, Asher Record Service Company Life and Feedback, Stroud, one series, two for four, 13 yards, one interception backup quarterback now in the game. So he didn't play much. Got in the game, though. They were, they're already playing? Yeah. Good grief. Yeah. Okay. Early game. Yep. Mm. Let's talk with uh, Big Bear. Big Bear, what's up? What's up, guys? How you doing? Man, doing great. How about you? I'm doing awesome. Um, I apologize because I just caught the end of it. What's the story about the gambling thing with the mom, somebody's mom gambling stuff? Well, four Iowa State players and three Iowa players have been charged with betting on college football. The Iowa State players <clears throat> for betting on their own team, and right. uh, and so anyway, one of them I was reading said his fiance bet for him. And then Randy brought up that wasn't there some story about somebody's mom yeah, betting. A quarterback 
and his mom was doing the bets, placing the bets for him. No, I didn't see mm-hmm. that. But anyway, I think that was last week, a last week story. I I heard y'all kind of led into about how NFL, you know, with the FanDuel and all that kind of yeah. stuff, the betting and all that kind of stuff. But if a well, if a player know, bets, they, if a player bets, they 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 suspend them. Right, right. Um, what's the reasoning on that? On suspending players for doing what they're encouraging everybody else to do? Yeah, I, I guess because you know you don't want to influence games, obviously, and and you could say, okay, what if you just don't bet on your own team or you in your own team's games? Hey, these guys are all connected to players on other teams. They can find out stuff nobody else can find out. So right. you can't. You, so they now they will let them bet on other sports, uh, college sports, I think, but you can't do it at uh, on, your, on the complex on your, mm-hmm. on your team's headquarters, mm-hmm. yeah, or wherever you practice, or wherever you play, or wherever your office administrative offices are. You can't do it there. So a couple right. guys, a couple guys who've been suspended got less of a suspension because that's what they did. They yeah. bet. They bet not on NFL, but they did bet at the team complex. Well, I, I asked that question, kind of being a little facetious, because it, that's exact. When people talk about that, that's exactly the reason why P. Rose is not in the Hall of Fame. People right. argue about whether or not he bet on his own team against his own team, but it's the same exact situation. Yeah. He had inside information. He could that's talk to right. a trainer on another team. Oh, this guy's having arm problems. This pitcher's having arm problems or something like that. I mean, it's funny how a lot of this stuff has come to light now. People are kind of looking at things in a different way, but it's like it goes back to the same thing that's been around forever. You know, you can't, you know, people for years were arguing, let's put Pete Rose in the Hall of Fame. It's not about, it's, it's about the appearance of really cutting your own team's knees out from underneath you know, when he was, he's in a situation where he was the coach, yeah. you know, and the reason there wasn't betting allowed in baseball is because, and everybody says, well, players cheat, you know, they did this, they were just spitballing, guys, you know, have, you know, file, mm-hmm. nail files in their, you know, pockets and things like that, but yeah, that's not against your own team. You know, right. you know, shooting your, shooting your own soldier in the back is, is a no-no. So, that was the, that was the whole thing about P. Rose, it's just like it is with the football situation, you know. I just yep. wanted to kind of put that out there because a lot of people sometimes don't look at it both the same ways until you like you kind of make that out. Oh yeah, I guess that is why he's not in the Hall of Fame. You know. Well, so it all stemmed from the 1919 World Thank Series. Thank you, Big Bear. And the eight White Sox players who were eventually suspended were not found guilty, but it was in a Chicago court, and the White Sox were very popular. Uh, and there is no proof that there, a couple of them they definitely know. Uh, the pitcher, Ken Williams, uh, basically after the White Sox decided they were going to try and win because they weren't collecting all their money, gambled, somebody approached him and said, if you, get a, if, you pitch your, if you finish the first inning, you'll never see your wife and kids again. And so he, he definitely was in on the fix. Whether Joe Jackson was or not, don't know. Uh, third baseman said he never was. But anyway, the uh, the reason that was so important was there were players that people knew uh, fixed games. There was a first baseman back there named Hal Chase, good hitter, played for the Yankees for a while. They they think he fudged several times to win bets, and um, late in their careers, Ty Cobb and Tris Speaker were both accused, and to uh, get them out of hot water, their teams traded them. If you look at Ty Cobb's record, you think, oh, Detroit Tigers. He played his last two years with the Philadelphia Athletics, as did Tris Speaker, because they wanted to get them out of any suspicion of betting on games. And this was after the 1919 season. So, therefore, after that, after those guys were accused, after they were found innocent, but Judge Landis suspended them all anyway for life, every clubhouse, every major league clubhouse, I don't think this is the case in any other sport. It says if you bet on baseball, you are banned for life. And so when we talk about Pete Rose, we can talk about his on-field accomplishments. We can talk about he's a good guy and all this kind of stuff. He read that sign every day he walked in there, and he still bet on baseball. That's why he can't be in the Hall of Fame. Crazy. Let's talk to Rex. Rex, good afternoon. Welcome to Drive Time Sports. 
Yeah, I was uh, listening to the earlier discussion about Phil Mickelson and Larry yeah. Walker. Yeah. Uh, and, I mean, th- all, all this is on the ESPN app uh, if you got it on your phone. But uh, at the very bottom of the article, and, and I'm, I'm not going to try to belabor it because of time, but the very last paragraph, you go on the ESPN app talking about it, Base the falling out they had was. Oh, oh my gosh! I guess we got to go to ESPN. Go to the last paragraph of the article. Huh? I don't know. I'm just. Uh, I guess you can say minding my own business here. And next thing I know, here. Doo, doo, doo. Okay. Uh, let's see this uh, from the 501. Uh, know what makes Navy Mike call that much better? Navy Mike call from Ford Walton Beach. Cardinals lose again last night, but hey, it's okay. Okay, here's here's what it says. Uh, this is Walters writing this. Phil Mickelson, one of the most famous people in the world and a man I once considered a friend, refused to tell a simple truth that he shared with the FBI and could have kept me out of prison. I never told him I had inside information about stocks, and he knows it. All he had to do was publicly say it. He refused. And I guess that's why this guy's mm. writing this. Yeah. Wow. This is called revenge. It's called payback, baby. Yeah. Uh, Piggy Small says, from our Asher Record Service Company, Life and Feedback, Ty Cobb, gambling was the least of Ty Cobb's transgressions. Yeah, he was a, he was a character. Oh, yeah. He was uh he would do anything to win, including sharpening his spikes and all I that. I love kind of that story. About sharpening his spikes? Yeah. Uh, yeah. On the top step of the dugout, yeah. Where he wanted to terrify yeah. opposing second baseman. Well, it didn't mean he used them. He just simply planted the seed. You don't want to get near me because I come sliding into second or third base. You might yeah. uh, have that cleat up high and it might turn you into Swiss cheese. Uh, Papa Red said, please ask Rick who are his three favorite all-time St. Louis Cardinals. Stan Musial, Bob Gibson. I mean, those two are pretty easy. Uh, like Molina. I'm going to say, uh, even though I loved Albert Pujols, I'd have to say Lou Brock. Because That's another good I, one. Yeah, when I was young and impressionable and you are watching the Cardinals in the 60s and 70s, Bob, I loved Bob Gibson. I just thought he was fabulous, and I loved Lou Brock stealing all those bases. And I was <clears throat> Stan Musial was near the end when I uh, was following baseball, but he obviously is the greatest Cardinal of all time with two holes up there as well. We got to say so long and good night for Rick Schaefer. I'm Randy Rainwater, Buzz Animal Cruelty. Spay and new to your pet. Have a great rest of the night. So long, everybody. Come to play. Our number one station is right. If you want to rock, you got to break the rules. 1037 The Buzz, KBZ Little Rock. The temperatures are hot, but so are the deals as the summer sizzling sale continues at Motorsports Authority with two convenient locations on Central and Hot Springs and on East Main and Russellville. Now, Bill.